The Lakers come roaring back in the fourth quarter behind Lonnie Walker's huge 15 points. Laker fam, the Lakers now have a 3-1 to series lead over the Golden State Warriors and are just one game away from advancing to the Western Conference Finals. We've got a lot to talk about here, so let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand Podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, I don't know about you, but I don't know how I have a voice right now. I mean, what an exciting game. Yeah, it's a great day to be a Laker fan, Hannah. This was an old-fashioned you know, knock them out, drag down fight. Uh, it, neither team played particularly well, but both teams played very hard. It stood to reason that Golden State, who was down 2-1 to one before the game started, was going to come out with guns blazing. This was a critical game in this series. The likelihood is the winner of this game tonight is going to win the series. Everybody knew it. So we expected Golden State to come out on fire. And the funny thing, is, Hannah, is they really didn't come out on fire. They didn't play that well, but neither did the Lakers. But, you know, great teams, champion teams find a way to win games like this. And that's what the Lakers did. Yeah, you know, the Lakers actually uh, have a record of 5-1 in in a come in their games when they are down 2-1. to one. So we knew, obviously, the Warriors were going to give it their best shot. We knew, in general, this Warriors team is a team that is just exceptionally hard to beat. But, Dad, not only did the Lakers do it, but they did it in such an unbelievable way. I mean, listen, it was a struggle. I'm not going to lie to you. It was not their their best game of the series by far. Um, Anthony Davis had a great first half, 19 points, but only finished with 23, was, you know, pretty lifeless in the in the second half there. LeBron had a pretty good game with 27 points, uh, but only shot two for nine from three, only 10 for 25 from the floor. Dad, the main reason that they did it tonight was because of Lonnie Walker, 15 points in that fourth quarter. Yeah, Hannah, it just it's such a great feel-good story. I mean, Lonnie Walker looks like such a nice guy. He started the year off. He was a starter for the Lakers. He was playing well. And, you know, he got hurt at some point in December. He missed about a month, maybe a little longer, and basically found himself largely out of the rotation when he came back. And, and really just has been buried deep on the, on the bench for quite a long time now. But, you know, after that second game loss in, in this series where the Lakers just shot terribly, you know, Darvin Ham, to his credit, you know, I think a lot of fans have been clamoring to give Lonnie Walker a chance because certainly Malik Beasley was just not doing anything. And Walker has stayed ready and has just been fantastic. And tonight, Hannah, he was the difference maker. He was the MVP tonight by far. And, you know, Dad, like you said, I just couldn't be happier for this guy. You know, to start the season, he was a huge, huge part of, you know, really our main, one of our main contributors. Honestly, most nights he was our second, even third a leading scorer. Found himself out of the rotation, like you mentioned, once we picked up all those guys at the trade deadline. But he stayed ready. He didn't hang his head. He's gotten the opportunity. He got it in the last game when he impressed. And tonight, he got the minutes again. And, Dad, without Lonnie Walker, we absolutely would not have won this game. Because, like I said, even though LeBron had a a good game with the 27 points, he was not shooting well tonight. You know, and Anthony Davis, like I said, great first half. But... Golden State really got his number in the second, and they really shut him down. I mean, like I said, 19 first-half points for AD, but only finished with a 23 on the night. So without Lonnie Walker, we would not have won this game. And, Dad, 
Without your main man, Austin Reeves, we also would not have won this game because Austin had a, a great bounce back game. You know, he's obviously struggled a bit in this series, played much better in the, the first Memphis series. But dad, tonight Austin had 21 points, uh, 7 for 15 from the floor, 3 for 6 from three-point range. Going to give you uh, the floor here because I know you absolutely love Austin. Whenever he has a, a good game, you're exceptionally excited about it. Yeah, no, Austin had a good bounce-back game tonight for sure. Uh, you know, he started off shaky, poor first quarter, but then really came on strong and had 14 second-half points, which was important because, as you said, uh, Anthony Davis barely scored in the second half. And LeBron was, you know, playing, but but not really that, uh, you know, that uh, good tonight. I mean, he's certainly the leader, though. LeBron is definitely the leader. You know, LeBron really sets the tone, whether he's making those shots or not. And so I, I'm not going to say anything negative about LeBron because he's a warrior. He played 43 minutes tonight, as did AD. Let's talk about a few other players, Hannah. D'Angelo Russell was a tremendous disappointment tonight. After that spectacular game he had uh, in the last game, he was only one for 10 from the floor tonight, scored only four points. They need more from D'Lo, and that was really disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it just kind of goes to show D'Angelo is a guy who is notoriously known for being a, a streaky shooter. When he's hot, he's almost unguardable. Uh, but he definitely cannot do it every single night, as we've seen. So definitely one of those nights for uh, for D'Lo where he really struggled. But Dad, you know, tonight on the, the whole, the Lakers did not shoot the ball particularly well. You know, really besides Lonnie Walker and uh, Dennis Schroeder and um, Anthony Davis, no one really had a really high shooting percentage. It was kind of one of those nights where we struggled um, shooting the ball. But, Dad, I will tell you, um, can I tell you a crazy stat? The Lakers were 20 for 20 from the free throw line today. I mean, that's I don't know if that's happened to us all season long. Yeah, Hannah, again, uh, the mark of a really good team and a team that could win a title is that you win really tough games like this that maybe you didn't play well. But if you can say one thing about the Lakers, they have become a very good fourth quarter team in the last few months. And, you know, they're, if they're within striking distance going into the fourth quarter, there's a good chance the Lakers are going to pull it out. And they did tonight. And that was a great sight to see. Um, now, let's talk about Dennis Schroeder a little bit. He had a pretty good game tonight. I think he scored 10 points, Hannah. But he had some poor turnovers late in the game that could have been very costly. You know, again, Dennis has not really had one of those breakout games in the playoffs yet. He's certainly solid on defense. I'm not saying he's not contributing. He is. But I'd like to see a little bit more from, from Dennis Schroeder. No, no, I definitely agree with you on that. I think Dennis Schroeder is a guy who really, uh, I will kind of argue with you on the fact that, yeah, well, necessarily he maybe offensively hasn't been scoring as many points as I'd like to see. I think defensively he has been really good, and I think he's a player who is very scrappy. He provides a lot of energy, a lot of hustle for us, and he does a lot of things I don't think necessarily show up in in the stat sheet. I think he's a very important part of this team, but I do agree. You know, I would like to see him get a little bit more um, aggressive offensively, but, you know, I, I haven't really uh, been too disappointed with Golden State. But, Dad, I want to kind of go back to what you said uh, previously about the fact that the Lakers are becoming, uh, not even becoming, they just are a very good fourth quarter team because, like you said, uh, that's what really a championship team is. It doesn't really matter how you start 
the game matters how you finish. And we saw kind of all season long, a lot of times the Lakers would start the game really well, um, and then they would just completely collapse in the fourth quarter. That was actually kind of the Lakers' MO for a long time during the regular season. So it's crazy that now you see this Lakers team where even if they're down pretty big in the fourth quarter, you don't ever really give up because they've proven that they're now their best quarter is the fourth quarter, and that's what it's really supposed to be. And I'm really proud of this team because I think they've really grown tremendously. I mean, Dad, could you just think back for a second? This was a team who started off 2-10. and 10. After the All-Star break, they were still 13th in the Western Conference. And, Dad, now Vegas has them winning the Western Conference. Yeah, Hannah, uh, it's an incredible story. It's, it's almost too much to believe from where the Lakers were at the trade deadline. I think they were five games under 500, maybe six games under 500. It looked just absolutely hopeless. I didn't think we were even getting into the play-in to where they are now, which is definitely, I mean, I, I think we have to admit it. I've been afraid to admit it. I'm going to be honest, Hannah. I've been afraid to say it. But the Lakers really do look formidable right now because they got a lot of guys and every night somebody can step up, and you just never know who it's going to be, but it seems like somebody does every night, and it's just the sign of a really good team. Yeah, you know, I actually did a, a pregame a Q&A on my Twitter, and one of the questions was asking if I think that Darvin Ham needs to kind of limit his rotation to uh, just like seven or eight guys. And I said, you know, obviously as the playoffs continue and get deeper and deeper, uh, the rotations become smaller and smaller. However, with this Lakers team, it's a little different because we do have such a deep team. And as you've seen, you know, we have guys like Lonnie Walker, who just a couple games ago weren't getting any minutes. And, you know, now are, you know, main reasons why we're winning ball games. We have guys like Rui Hachimura, who kind of goes back and forth in the lineup. But when he does play, can really contribute. You know, Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, Jared Vanderbilt. You know, we have so many guys who can really contribute with the Lakers. It almost gives them an advantage because... Well, yeah, of course, as you progress in the playoffs, your lineups do become uh, most likely a little bit smaller. But with this Lakers team, we're so deep, we don't really have to do that. Yeah, Hannah, Lonnie Walker could be a difference maker going forward. And I say that because, you know, uh, the Lakers need shooting. Uh, They're not a great shooting team and they haven't shot. They certainly didn't start off this series, you know, shooting very well. They were scoring everything in the paint. And I kept saying to myself, you know, please, Malik Beasley, please come through and and start knocking down some shots. Because if we could get one guy to start knocking down some shots in a different, in in addition to the way the other guys were playing, I thought we'd be in incredible shape. But Hannah, Malik Beasley just has been horrible, and you just couldn't afford to play him anymore. He was that bad, and so to his credit. Darvin Ham took a shot with Lonnie Walker, and Walker has rewarded us handsomely. Great move by Darvin Ham, and the Lakers, you know, he could be a difference maker going forward. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, I mean, obviously Malik Beasley and uh, Troy Brown Jr. right now are kind of the, the odd men out of the rotation, and for good reason, because those both those guys, especially Malik Beasley, um, have done absolutely nothing for us in the playoffs. And when you're as deep of a team as the Lakers are, uh, we had Lonnie Walker, we had Rui Hachimura, and they were ready, and they've made the most of their minutes. So, listen, um, obviously, this Lakers team, I think, is something really special. I truly believe they can go all the way, and I think it's crazy because if you would have told me that just a, a month or two ago, I would have thought, you know, there's no way. But now, the way things are really shaping up, Dad, it's, it's looking really good for uh, us Lakers fans right now. But... 
the job is not done. Like I mentioned, we still have one more game uh, to go until we advance to the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, that game is going to be played back in San Francisco. Warriors home turf. They're going to be giving it every single thing they've got. We absolutely cannot let up for a second because even though it feels nice to have a 3-1 lead, this Warriors team is good and we cannot give them any breathing room. So, Dada, what do you think some of the, the biggest keys are for the Lakers to hopefully uh, close out the, the deal in San Francisco? Well, Hannah, it might be a tall order to think that they're going to be able to do it in the next game in San Francisco. I mean, their backs are to the wall. The crowd is going to be hysterical. It's going to be a tough game to win. But, you know, looking at it objectively, the Lakers just have to win one more game out of the remaining three games in this series. One out of three, and they do have one more game at home to play. So, again, we can't let our guard down. This Warriors team is certainly capable of coming back and winning three in a row, but it looks good for the Lakers right now. We just need one more win. And again, it all starts on the defensive end. Uh, we got to get those stops. We got to play with energy and passion. And, uh, you know, again, I, we should all have a lot of confidence in the Lakers. They're playing really well. Exactly. I want to see the Lakers uh, tighten up their defense. I don't think tonight was their best defensive performance, although in that fourth quarter they did hold the Warriors to just 17 points. So obviously they tightened it up in the fourth. But I want to see them come back with that uh, defensive intensity like I've seen in previous games. And then again, uh, have uh, our guys knock down some shots. I'm excited to uh, see hopefully Lonnie continue to play well. I want to see AD come out and you know really dominate both halves. Hopefully LeBron has a good night. D'Lo bounce back game. Uh, Reeves continued to contribute. But, Dad, do you think if you're just going to take a little guess right now, do you think the Lakers can actually get it done in just five games? Or do you think it's going to take a six or, if the league has their way, seven? <laughs> uh, well, Hannah, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be six. But, you know, again, I take them one at a time. As you know, I've said it many, many times in this podcast. I take it each game at a time. The next game is in San Francisco in a couple of days. You know, I'm sure we're going to be tired. AD and LeBron both played 43 minutes tonight. But, uh, you know, uh, we got to come ready to play again. We don't want to get blown out like we did in game two. So, you know, let's just go and give it our best shot. If for some reason that doesn't work out, we have another game at home and we'll close it out then. Absolutely. All right, Laker fam, that is going to be it for uh, today's show. Once again, the Lakers get a 104-101 lead, our win against the Golden State Warriors to take a 3-1 to lead in the uh, Western Conference semifinals. But I want to hear from you. Do you think they can close it out in the next one? Or do you think it's going to take a uh, game six? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And, of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram's at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Daughter out. Bye, everyone.